Well, <clears throat> welcome to the After Dark special with Clint and this very light, low volume. Gotta keep my voice down because, you know, don't want to wake the babies up because, you know, preparing to be a daddy over here. <laughs> and by daddy, I mean done at the hospital. Um. <laughs> Like the baby, instead I'm at the hospital. Uh, but trust me, whoever was it, Donna Lee, I wouldn't abandon you. Um, but yeah, as you can tell, this is not a on-purpose background. This is a bed. Um, typically, you wouldn't be a classic man, but it seems I'm a plastic man. <laughs> uh, because you may be able to recycle me, but sometimes it's just better to throw the whole bitch away. Um, <laughs> did I just call myself a bitch? Don't throw me away. Um, treat me like you would a, a streamer with their bedroom. You know, with all their ramen packets, their Pepsi cans, their used tissues that weren't for their nose. Just keep me around as a symbolism to be like, hey, it could always be worse. Or, damn, you're inspiring. The only thing I'm inspiring to do right now is breathe. Just breathe. Um, but yeah, no, this is a bed in the background. I've, you know, the boy's moving up in life. And by that, I mean, this is my girl's bed, so she can get away from me sometimes. Can't blame her, you know. Um, you know, that opens up a discussion, you know. People grow up, right? See, this is the After Dark special, so this is the unfiltered Clint. <laughs> Even though I always am, because it's unedited. But you're about to get the sensual. <laughs> Just me and you and the whole world that clicks on this. Which I feel like this one's going to get more views than any video I've ever done. I don't know. Sometimes you feel it. I just feel it coming in the air tonight. I'm kind of whispering like, you know, Anne Frank. Um, <laughs> whispering like the Jews under the New York City tunnel system. But like, <laughs> apparently this guy was like, hey. I don't know why he's like, I've been hearing Jews under me. It could have been anyone. He's like, no, I could tell when it's Jews. And then New York City basically evacuated these Jewish dudes dressed like Jews. And like, hey, what's going on down here? They didn't answer. They just, pew. Um, but you know, I'm confident there'll probably be a bell out for them. Not that it really matters. Because, you know, if you've ever seen these New York City, I've been on this New York City YouTube just deep dive algorithm from a food standpoint. I don't know what it is. Food is this thing that people love to watch. People love watching food reviews. I, I don't understand the mukbang thing. In shorts, the YouTube shorts of people like in and out Burger versus Shake Shack. And like people are upset. And it's just these people doing the same stuff. Burger King, McDonald's, in and out Shake Shack. Five guys versus this. It's like, it's all the same shit. And they do the same stuff, but just different items. 
And then here I am today watching this one guy who's not even the biggest YouTuber, but, you know, his YouTube, I found his channel, you know, interesting. I subscribed. Um, I think it was Steven Andrew or something like that. And he's this food review dude in New York City, but he goes to like these five star, two Michelin star, like New York City restaurants, like 80 bucks for the simplest of dishes, just eat by yourself to get like these four or five courses. It could be like, it was like this Dominici's place that was like 135 bucks just for himself. He went to this other eight course one that was like 310 bucks. And I'm like, bruh. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know what? That's not even really that much more crazy than really eating out here. In a quote-unquote affordable living, right? Like, the other night, just me, my girl, we went to a diner, like, and it was 70 bucks for the both of us before tip. And, like, yeah, this guy's paying 70 bucks for one person, but, you know, honestly, I would pay double the amount I paid if it actually meant I got a competent dish, you know? Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing with food, man. You know, the algorithm's a weird thing. We we as humans, we love watching people eat. We love people comparing and contrasting stuff that we can literally drive 10 minutes and compare and contrast the same shit. It's an odd time we live in. But this is the After Dark special. I think I'm going to title this. After Dark, dot, 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 featuring... Not Dr. Drew, but I know you just drew some conclusions. <laughs> Did I mention there's a plastic bed behind me? Rip plastic. I'm trying not to put my head, like literally have to lean forward, act like I have a hunchback, just so my head doesn't sound like someone opening a Christmas gift. <laughs> um, <laughs> save the wrapping paper, you know. We got to reuse it next year. It's like, wait, I thought Santa was these gifts. It's like, he is. Uh, he told us to recycle. Because even he's on a budget. Inflation's a bitch. You think it's easy driving on this sleigh all around these time zones during one 12-hour span? You psycho. You're like, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But yeah. Welcome to episode 254 of the Alphabet Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah, sorry, my voice is kind of messed up. That's why I don't like to eat a lot in the day before I do these episodes. Why I like doing it early on, because when you got to be quiet, plus you can't breathe, you're fighting against, you know, I was it called physics or the law of lack of attraction, you know. Um, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. But yeah, I've been recording an episode every day for three days straight now. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm so ahead of the curb. I'm like, damn, I got to pull over just to have these whippersnappers catch up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, recording this at 2.05 a.m. Eastern on January... 14th, Jesus Christ, the big 114, 2024. Think about it. 
we just celebrated New Year's. And it's already 124th of the way of this year. Right halfway through the first month, man. You know, time's flying by. Um, today's drink is Country Time. Rise Fuel. Good source of vitamin C. I'm not really sure. But I am breaking some news, actually. I decide this, you know. I decide this today, you know. Part of the reason why I'm staying ahead of the curve in these episodes is... So there's going to be some... I want to really commit. Show the world I'm committed. This is where I get to get my feelings. Wait, I'm always in my feelings. And not even the type that gets 400 million views like Drake. Um... <laughs> um Sorry, don't mean to finesse the game. <laughs> but I got to be nice for what? For these lovely podcast listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But I am turning this show into a daily episode. I know that might be hard. But also, on top of that, every day... If it's not a new episode post every day, I'm going to actually start doing these separate segment clips. And I might start recording some tomorrow. You know, the reason why I get the inside baseball, the people that listen and watch this stuff, I want to motivate people. I want people to watch this and be like, damn, this guy just won't quit. And, (laughs) you know, I'm going to just start like things that aren't part of the podcast, you know, and just start doing random segments again you know i have focused so much just on the podcast i've kind of neglected just like having 12 minute thought pieces about something that are more algorithm friendly because you know what i've got to start playing the game i gotta stop being an egotistical prick um (laughs) because i'm trying to make some guapo as the kids say and i'm not talking about the one that you get you know a two dollar upcharge for uh Give me that guap. Is that how Latinas? (laughs) Is that how they're... uh... So I guess if you want a Latina girl, you'd be like, hey, you got the good guap? Um, (laughs) That's... I don't know if that's offensive or any type. I think it's funny. Uh, It just means like, do you get that? Do you get that money that spreads? Um, Because I got some something to spread for you um it's called my alimony payments to all my children all over the world um (laughs) would you like to be one more um (laughs) you gotta admit this country time lemonade rise fuel energy drink it kind of feels like i'm tasting like spiked alcohol I'm getting no effect from it, right? But it's like that watered-down, bogged-down, carbonated, extra hype flavor. I don't know. It's not bad, but stick to the ghost, you know. It was a nice change-up, but, you know, I'm going to stick to the basics. Hey, first-name basis. Let me smack that ass, hit it out of the park, and say, damn, that's what your face is? Um... (laughs) Uh, tell me how it tastes. Hey, 
You got me in good graces, hey. You make me want to tie your laces, hey. Hey, Clem, I'm leaving a plot to the murder. Where are the traces, hey. Hey, someone try to rob me. I pull out the maces. Hey, I'm like Cameron. Next to my side, I got mason jars. Um, <laughs> uh, I be trapping dragonflies because they be dragging around while I'm trying to fly by. Oh, I'm like a pilot because I get three days off once I hit my hours limit. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, that was actually not bad. At first, I just said some random shit, but it actually kind of applies. You know what they say? Uh, nothing comes through when unless you apply pressure. Um, you know, they say you got to apply pressure to get diamonds. But you can't apply, you know, but if you're a diamond in the rough, you can't apply pressure through the ground, unless you're, you know, what's it called, cobalting, or where you're just like, you know, killing the dirt, if you're killing the dirt, nothing can grow, but you gotta plant something, you know, for, you gotta plant a seed in order to even have the opportunity, you know, it was like, I was listening to Dave Ramsey, um, I was listening to a podcast that he was a guest on, and they said, Seven, like one of the biggest indicators of wealth, right? And someone going in the stock market or doing the whole like financial stuff is like 70 is like the number one indicator of whether someone will sustain growth in these financial 401k stuff, having a portfolio is literally just the act of putting money in the begin with. Most people don't put the money in the begin with, so there's nothing there to plant and grow. So, I guess me and Dave Ramsey have something in common. We all think you're freaking stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know what? That's the beauty. You know, we always can stress about the portfolio. Um, portfolio is a weird term, or wherever you're talking about. It's, we think having a, a portfolio is kind of like a, a current resume you have of potential growth. Your resume typically dictates your future potential opportunities. It's like the thing that someone looks at before an interview that will determine if you're even worthy for the interview, right? And that's how like building these portfolios for wealth are. It's like, if you don't have anything put into something, if you haven't put any of your time into something, which money is a resource of your time, so technically your money is time, you know. Um, if you haven't put any money to even give yourself an opportunity to grow, then shut the fuck up about your, you know, financial well-being, right? But, you know, finances is a touchy subject. It's not because it's not because of the typical reasons like people think. It's not about, you know, someone making more money than you. It's not about because um it doesn't feel like it feels like everything's against you. 
because uh, of whatever your starting point is compared to other people, you know. There are there there will be people that have certain advantages you don't, you know. Um, like I want you to imagine, right? If you're a guy, you know, let's say you woke up, press play on this podcast. I want you to imagine my face on your morning wood, right? Well, wait. Let me pause for a second. Um, not literally. Like you know, like a cutout. You know, people put on a, you know, a Home Depot stick. Well, that's probably not great either. Um, all right, you know, don't imagine my face on your wood. How about that? Um, <laughs> just know I'm here to make you happy. Um, all right, let's say you're a lady. You wake up. You press play. Imagine you just see my cut out of my face, kind of like a pop art, you know. So imagine my face smiling at you. Start your day. For the guys, be your wood. For the ladies, I guess your belly button. Because apparently the belly button is a very appetizing thing for certain people. I guess that's where the that's where the Jews really dig deep in. Because uh, you stick your finger in there and uh, you find really what they're time traveling for. Um, <laughs> not the Jews time traveling, just shapeshifters. Oh, but I'm shapeshifting responsibility for any accountability that comes from anything I'd say on this podcast because if I say it after 2 a.m., you know, it's like they say, it's like mothers always tell their tell their daughters, there's only, there's only three things open after 2 a.m. Jail, Waffle House, and them legs. And you're like, I feel like you're speaking from experience. And she's like, experience is the best teacher. And you're like, well, then just become a teacher. Um, <laughs> uh, gotta love these old people and their quotes. Always thinking like, you ever like come across the elder, the adult per se, um, where they always got some wisdom and that's kind of like what they lived their life for. That's kind of like what their service is now is passing youth down and their way of saying it is like, oh, I don't want y'all making the same mistakes I made. And you're like, trust me. I'm already ahead of the curve. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we come across in life. You come across people that, like, their whole stick, per se, is they're the wisdom guy or the bigger-than-life-thinking, you know, woman type of thing. Um, it's always coming from people that never had kids, too, you know. Um, people that didn't have kids. Trying to pass to young adults of what not to do out here in the world. It's like, why didn't you just have your own kids and you could pass this great wisdom? No, people just want all the benefits, all the impact on the youth's life. But never actually want to create something. Create someone to have a direct impact on someone that reminds them of them and their lineage. To make that impact and pass on the legacy. But no. Let me pick some strangers, kid, and feel like I made a bigger impact than their parents ever made. It's like, no, the foundation's already laid. You can be like, or you can open my eyes or something. I'll be like, you know what? You got something there. But other than that, 
kick rocks. Um, <laughs> make sure you're wearing still toe boots because uh, the metal detector says that's a lie. And then everyone goes, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, I'm surprised. Like on Maury and Jerry Springer, I know those things are scripted. For the most part, I'm surprised, like, in a fight, no dudes ever just use a steel toe boot and just let kick the shit out of some guy. Like, that would be, you know, that's where you gotta watch out in street fighting. Is a guy that can leg kick someone, right? The guy that can leg kick and just headshot you. You know, like, who was that guy uh, Anthony Pettis did to Clay Guida? Or not Clay Guida, he did to... Uh, he did someone where he did the Superman leg kick or whatever off the cage. Imagine someone doing that with a steel toe boot. I mean, doing it with a shoe is one thing. A steel toe boot. I mean, your face is going to turn into the shape of a boot. It's going to look like Brian from Family Guy's head. Um, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I didn't know. See how everything connects? I didn't know Seth MacFarlane actually stopped writing on the show in 2010. You know. I knew he probably wasn't, like, doing everything on the show anymore, but he basically just shows up and does the voice and gets paid. Now, that's the life. Now, I guess he did it because of Ted, you know? Uh, he was doing Ted at the time and all that stuff, and, you know, good for him. You know, a lot of people have criticism for the family guys of the world, these adult animation shows, because, you know, they'll have some political commentary or some current stuff. The Simpsons used to always talk about current stuff. No one was mad about that because, weirdly, they predicted 98% of the stuff happened nine years before it actually happened. It's actually kind of scary shit. Um... <laughs> I guess they do say history is the best indicator of the future. So maybe they just use history and they could just say that's how we really predict the future. When it's like, really? Okay, buddy. Um, but, yeah. I'm an animated guy, as you could tell, by doing this extra on the download pod. Um, <laughs> I'm going to become the Brandon Schaub of this form of podcast. I'm going to have like five different shows and no one watches any of them yet. Um, <laughs> all you got to do is get with a buddy and, uh, start a whole network and, uh, just mention him. You know, that's the thing, you know, these Reddit, these subreddits, there's a lot of Brandon Shop hate out there. And to be honest, I haven't really heard from Brandon Shop in a while. Like, I haven't watched or listened to anything he's been a part of. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's this YouTube channel that basically just talks about the fighter and the kid, the podcast and stuff like that. And it's basically just shitting on Brandon Shop every opportunity, which is kind of like, it's a weird way to spend your time. At the same time as someone who records this and just shits on things. Um, <laughs> but to dedicate just the one person to shit on them every day. And you get views off of a show. Using a show, the fighter and the kid. That you have no part of. And literally that's your channel. Everything's about that. It's kind of weird. But you know, teach their own. We live in this pollen on culture. So I get it. Um, 
But, you know, point out somewhere, like, he has a whole studio. Uh, like, he always uses connections to his friends, especially his really famous one, like Joe Rogan and stuff, of stuff they do and capitalizes on stuff they post on Instagram and stuff. Like, oh, like when Joe Rogan just recently went fishing somewhere. On his podcast episode that I posted a couple days later, he's talking about all of a sudden, Oh, yeah, fishing and all this stuff. Like, he capitalizes on what's trending out there and uses this. He basically is just someone that kind of uses what he knows will get traction. And honestly, I don't believe like 98%. I wouldn't say not, but I believe like maybe 75 to 80% of the stuff that's talked about on these big famous podcasts are true, and then the rest is kind of. They got to fill in time. You know, I think I think that's the thing about when you do something like that for like 10, 12 years is it be, when it becomes work, when you got all this other stuff going good for you and you're trying to create your own business and your own network and then you still have this obligation of something that got you to a certain size and loyalty aspect. And you tell them they do the show, they just kind of... They literally just show up and, you know, don't even have, like, the passion or energy that they enjoy doing it. They're literally just there filling up a time slot. Which, you know, I'm not one to judge about that. Hey, if it's working, it's working. But, um, but, yeah, it's like Brandon Shop has, like, a whole thick boy network. He has like all these, he has like four or five shows. He's a part of a network with different podcasts he's trying to create. But it's like, you do like four different shows. Why do you have a different studio for all four shows? It's just you for the most part, right? And I think that's where people get too caught up in the everything. Like it feels like you're doing five different things. We're really just doing the same show three or four different times. If we're being honest about it, more than likely, um, doing the amount. And then, as I'm talking with a freaking plastic ass bed behind me, I'm criticizing someone else's podcast um, <laughs> studio. Can't make the shit up, but I can. Um, But that's the thing, you know. Uh, that's the beauty about doing this stuff is that the times where your imagination sparks, it can't be really put in the words, you know. Imagination is a thing that you really can't be taught. It can only be expounded. By having the right environment, having the right community that you've created for yourself. Setting, imagination almost has to be forced off your creation of the of what you've set for yourself. you got to give yourself the space and time for imagination. And I think what we're losing more and more and more is imagination, you know. SpongeBob was on to something. Imagination. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's why all these jubilees that I be coming across on YouTube 
all these jubilees, these the cuts. It's all these like Canadian based shows where they have the most shallow premises of dating and guys and girls. Like oh, we got five guys and five girls. We have these guys pulling earmuffs, and then these five girls just sit there for a twenty minute segment and are just pointing at guys while these guys can't hear them. And just moving them around based off their physical attractiveness. It was like, okay, whatever. Then they take off the earmuffs or whatever. Then they introduce themselves. Oh, what do you do? And all this stuff. And all this thing showed was it's amazing how such bullshitters us guys can be. And how much if you just say the right things, girls will think you're more impressive than you really are. And that's what these shows really show, right? And it exposes, like, the shallowness that no one off these shows, like, honestly, if you've ever watched this, the cut shows, where they're just in this room and it's just this judging the button and shit, where they're just like, oh, you say one wrong thing, or I don't like the way your nose looks, get the fuck out of here. Like, you really think any of these people that get together on these shows are ever actually even in, like... A four to five month situation with that person. Not even being together. It seems like they seek out. Whoever is recruiting for these shows. Knows exactly what they're. Because you see the pattern. They pick a certain type of individual. So it's a spread of. Different personalities. Like oh my god. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to call anyone's name out. But it's out there for the public to see. This guy named West. This guy was just trauma dumping. It's like, bro, these girls are here just to, you know, see if you're the second or the third most attractive guy. Like, they really don't. Like, oh, actually, um, like, there was a question. When's the last time you cried? And the one guy, when he said Marley and me, he automatically became my favorite. And his name was Jack. He kind of almost looked like 2016 Jack Harlow, too. He seemed like a decent dude, you know. And I felt that because Marley and me. Honestly, if I'm in a room with someone and someone doesn't be moved and cry by that, I honestly think they're soulless beings. I honestly think they have become soulless to this world. That's when I know you are so clinically depressed that when you watch Marley get put down, you just sit there and act like, man, what are you going to do? No, what? Like, I think it was actually like a year ago. It came on TV or something. I came across it randomly, the scene, and I legitimately just paused it and couldn't even watch. I just changed it. I was like, I can't do it anymore. Like, I like that shit was sad, man. Like, <laughs> whoever is the director, producer of that shot, like, that dude deserves, like, I don't know. He's kind of a douchebag for making all of us men cry. But, <laughs> like, that man, that's, like, the most emotional, like, minute and a half in a movie in like probably the last 20 years like honestly and I don't think that's an exaggeration in my opinion because any person I've ever come across in real life that we that I've mentioned that they're like bro you too I'm like yeah man like goddamn that fucking dog man um <laughs> it got you too <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I know, you know, one time this girl left me for whoever, but when Marley died, I couldn't take it. That was that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um 
it legitimately felt like you were losing like your own animal, you know? <laughs> um, like that shit was intense. Um, damn, it's a little too close to home for <sighs> rest in peace, Lilo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a. But yeah, it's just this thing. Whoever's recruiting for these internet dating entertainment get five girls five guys and we're gonna talk about you know general attractiveness with each other and for some reason i keep watching this shit and i fucking hate it that's the thing because it's like everyone says they hate this shit and then yet we all fucking watch it and i don't know why because it's like are like am i are, are you not seeing what i'm seeing but this guy, West, man, this dude was just like, and they were like, oh, when's the last time you cried? And Zamar and me, oh, yeah, that was that. Oh, and this one was like, oh, yeah, I watched this. Oh, yeah. This guy was like, well, um, actually, and everyone's like, oh, it's like he had to take it there. Um, but you know what? In the moment, but I'm not, I'm actually not even making fun of him because you know what? I can relate when he said, like, when he lost a friend, like, that shit was real, because recently I talked about an episode about what it was like to lose, like, my best friend, you know, at that point in my life, that shit's real, right, and to see how he was received, now, the way he was doing it, and there was some other stuff in the show where he, like, just talking too much, explaining the most simplest of things, like, what's your body count? Oh, well, you know, actually, it's a number, and I don't really look at it as a number, blah, 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 blah. It's like, all right, buddy. Just fucking say it's two already. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, he probably would cry before he stuck it in and be like, you know, I would, but I just, I just respect your goddess complex so much. Um, <laughs> I can feel your vulva connecting to me and just saying, we are not ready. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding on the guy, but I actually did. But to see the reactions of girls when they did the uh, rankings at the end and they put them dead last and it was pretty consensus. It was basically like because they were just like. They're like, oh, this guy's first. Yeah, this guy's third. You know, he was nice. But in fit, there's like, yeah. I mean, it just, you know, they're like, he's just kind of, it was just kind of too much, you know. And they were very nonchalant. They were very, like, not even empathetic towards the guy breaking down the fact that he had a friend that died. And all that did was expose was, oh, yeah, no one gives a fuck. If, see, that's why when people ask you certain questions, they're not actually asking you, you know, tell us what really made you feel that way. You give an answer that's respectable, and then, you know, you try not to show too much, you know. And that exposed right there what we mean when we say we don't talk about our feelings, you know. Not to get in my feels about the feelings, but the proof's in the pudding. And even, look, if you're, and if you have any real good relationship with a woman, or if you have a, on if, a woman actually respects you in some way, whether it's just people you know, they will honestly tell you, like, 
yeah, look, there's a way you got to go about it. There's a realness. There's an understanding. But, you know, when it becomes too much and it be, it's like that's when it's like. But you know what? Honestly, in my opinion, if you're with someone or if you're seeing someone or you're in the process of like meeting people and stuff. And someone were to say that to you, you would you should honestly just kind of like that should be like the only red flag you need because if they they like empathy towards someone that's emotional to you like that, then honestly, what else are they gonna lack about you? You know, and because what is gonna be, which is inevitable for ninety seven percent of people. Because simply your parents are going to pass before you, you know. And I know that's an uncomfortable subject to talk about. It's not a day you plan for. But the circle of life and the cycle of life actually go the way, you know, the way it will typically happen. That's what's going to happen, right? And if you're with someone that you break down crying because you lost your father or your mother... And that would make a girl unattractive to you or lose respect for you. Like, you know what? Like, that's how fucked up we've become where we've kind of lost that common sense factor, right? Because there's, a, there's this thing where people don't want to be deemed that they're with someone that is weak in any kind. Or they don't want to be deemed from others that... um they are because the power perception is a real uh judgment that men and women we carry with us no one wants like guys don't want to be deemed that they married or that they're with a whore or a slut or a girl that has been around so that perception matters and a girl doesn't want to be with a guy who others don't think could be other dudes asses or don't want to be with a guy that's not in control of who he is when the time needs to be in control of who he is or is not actually willing to be a little out of control when this situation comes across you know that's where you got to find that balance right because honestly if i was with someone and someone close to them in any capacity and they showed very little to no emotion or it was just like, oh, man, you know, and everyone grieves differently. But, you know, you know, the ones where like if someone loses X, Y, and Z, like not that you just want someone to just be bedridden for two weeks in deep depression, but it would be kind of weird if they weren't, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, it's not to laugh about, but honestly, like that's, there's certain attachments we have. There's a bond relationship with certain people that hits different. That's why like when people, cats and dogs die, like every day you're with them, you have this connection, like the Marley, that shit, you felt it because it's that everyday feeling and connection. If you lose a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, especially when you had a normal growing up household, living with them and kept in contact through the years like if that doesn't affect you to an emotional level where you are drawn to an emotional tears or 
sadness of some sort, then something's fucking wrong with you. Now, there is this thing, right? And it actually comes across because part of, like, that Ramsey network. I watched this guy named John Delaney who's, like, the psychiatrist. I think I've talked about it before, but I've been catching clips of his show. I actually found I actually kind of like, you know, I like it. Um, he took this call earlier when I was watching somewhere. This, uh, you know, this man and woman, they're married or whatever. The wife called in. And apparently, he lost his job like seven months prior. And he's been unemployed for seven months, right? Which is like, okay. But he was an executive work, made six figures. They had they have a decent amount of money saved up. But, you know, they're starting to get to that point where if you don't get a job soon, we got to start coming back just so we don't fucking, you know, lose everything eventually, you know. They have a child who's in daycare. Daycare costs are, well, you need to get it. Basically, like, she doesn't feel like he's real, like, trying hard to get a job. And in the meantime, it's like he's not. He could be getting a job just for the time being, like, grocery store, just whatever. Get off the street just to get some money going until he's able to get back on his feet to the level of the job he's looking for. But, you know, basically, you can read between the lines. He probably thinks he has too much pride for that, all that stuff. He's beneath him, blah, blah, blah. And he's basically breaking through. Like, he's cutting through. Like, you know, he's a professional psychiatrist or counselor and all this stuff. And so, like, he's read. Like, basically, you tell by our voice, like, he's breaking the light. Look, you basically have lost respect for him not because he's lost his job not because he necessarily hasn't found a job but because he's basically at home sitting on his ass or he's not really going hard to get a job in um and that's kind of making you becoming less attractive and you're losing respect for him by the day and she basically like yeah it's like because that's not someone it's not a good example for your kids that when life knocks you down, you just, you know, stay knocked down. Um, I don't know how else to put it. And and he gave an example of like, you know, when he was younger, there was someone who worked at his church and they had another job pretty great, but they got fired and the next day. He was at the church cleaning toilets, basically being like a custodian or something. And, you know, and basically example of like, I guess the point I'm getting to is that you may not, there's situations like when you have kids and stuff like that where, and you compare that, losing a job, like the, the studies show that losing a job, like a career, especially a career you're like attached to. Something you put time in, whether that's going to school or you just worked at it for a long time. It was a decent job, at least financially, whatever. It did a lot for you. Losing your job can have a very similar impact, a feeling of, you know, a form of depression or a form of a low self-worth after it happens as losing, as I was talking about, a loved one. Something like that. It can have a similar after effect. But the thing is, when you get older and have responsibilities 
depending on when those scene of events happen, you may not have the opportunity to just sit there and dwell on everything because especially when you have kids and you have a family, you can't just sit there and be like, uh, I just need to stop life for two months. I just need to not work. It's like, because there's a family expecting you to take care of shit, right? There's a way you have to navigate taking care of responsibilities, grieving, and being able to still function as a person and redefining what life is going to be from that moment on. Damn, this is really getting to the After Dark special with some actual, you know, purpose. Um, <laughs> and th- that's where it kind of gets iffy, right? Like, if you're with someone... Who lost their job. Or if you're with someone that. You know lost. You know let's just say someone lost their mother. You know. And let's just say you're a woman. And your husband lost their mother. Right. Let's say they're like 35. 40 years old. Like that's typically most guys like. Typically the circle of life. How it happens right. And. How much do you like. Console. Be there for them understand what they need but they just kind of like have given up on certain things they're not going to work or whatever they kind of just like don't give a shit about anybody like how much is the like is a normal you give them time but at the same time it's like we still got shit we got to take care of you know that's that weird conversation to have because you don't want to become insensitive to what someone has lost and what someone's going through. But there's still reality. Of the repercussions of. Not. Doing. Dealing with what you actually have to. You know. It's almost like when someone says. I'm sorry to hear that. It's like when someone shows up a few minutes late to work. Because they had to walk to work. And it's like. Oh I'm sorry to hear that. But you need to be here on time. Because it's a write up. You know. It's like. I feel everything you're saying. But. This still has to happen, regardless if you figure this out or not. And that's, like, the fucked up part of everything, you know. Um, and you also got to be an example when you have people that look up to you that life's not going to stop just because some really shitty happened to you, right? That is, like, this weird reality check as you get older, is that... You know, people can care what what you're going through and empathize, but people can't stop what's what still is gonna happen the next day just because of what happened the day before. And you know, as he was saying, he's like, I don't want to like. He's like, I have a very like low people like. It's gonna sound controversial. And it's going to be like, because if he's a counselor, he's supposed to be empathetic. He's like, you, he doesn't have the time to sit here and feel sorry for himself. Like he's got, he's got kids that rely on him. He's got you that relies on him. And so, and it's been way past the amount of time, you know, and that with the Jubilee, all that stuff. It's weird. Like all in the day, it all cap sizes and like. You know, you get a better visual of what people mean when they say, when us guys say, no one really cares about 
what our feelings like that, you know. It's not be like no one cares about my feel. It's literally no one cares because there's not really room or there's not really a whole lot of space for that to take place and shit not to hit the fan. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. So yeah. That's all I got on that. This episode is actually not bad. I'm getting pretty damn good at this daily hosting. Uh, it's hostess. <laughs> oh, crim della cringe, homie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeet. All right, but yeah. You know what? I think I'm gonna end the episode there. I think I've done my due for today. Cause I'm tired of hearing this. Yeah, just annoy the shit out of you audio listeners. <laughs> Jizzy Jazzy Jeff. But yeah. Oh yeah, remember to spray your shoes. Um <laughs> I will you know, I think the weird the shoes and socks thing, we don't smell it ourselves. Like we can sit here and smell our armpits. You know, we kinda get a sense we feel when we're disgusting you know you feel dry you feel flaky you feel just like but the thing about like shoes is like and socks is that it may not even smell like all that bad but trust me for everyone else around you it smells eight times worse than whatever you think it smells all right um (laughs) so spray your shoes clip your nips and don't forget the double dip um, <laughs> and pour juices into a cup and take a little sip, sip. <laughs> Alrighty. But yipperoo. Alright. That was episode 254 of the Alpha B Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. <sighs> don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, most support ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties, I feel like one of those people that have like read a page a thousand times and memorize it better than the author who wrote it, even though I am the author that wrote, I never actually wrote that opening intro tagline to the pod, but like literally no matter what, how slow I am that day, how much I'm not really present, even though I'm fine right now, but you know, when you're not really like, uh, no matter what, once you get to that point, it's just like muscle memory, it's like Kareem with the sky hook, and then we have Jeff Teague, that's the dumbest shot ever, it's like, the dude literally scored 38,000 points with that shot, yeah, but it's still dumb, um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that was episode 254, so don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. Don't forget to suck some titties, and yeah, enjoy your day, night, morning, and don't forget to fart in her face, because you know what? Some of y'all deserve it out there, you know? Some of y'all just are disrespectful as fuck, you know? I see the videos, but yeah, be a true God-standing fear of woman. I think that's the term. Um, <laughs> don't worry. I'll get you rocking side to side. All right. Have a great day. <laughs>